In our last episode, Grace and Nana Abigail were being escorted into Brooks Village by Robert Gall and his son Tom. This left Grace wondering what new adventures awaited her and Nana Abigail. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of Love's Weaving Hands series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series podcast. Here, you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book one, The King's Daughter. Chapter 2 The morning sun, in its dazzling brilliance, chased away the darkness as they made their way down the valley to Brooks Village. The dew on the grass sparkled like diamonds, and the birds chirped their morning melody. Already, villagers were bustling about their daily business as the wagon rumbled through the village. Grace watched as some people pointed with their chins and others whispered. She wondered what they might be saying. Robert interrupted her thoughts. Here we are. Tom, tell Jennifer to help them get settled in the storeroom. Yes, Papa. Tom jumped down and helped Grace. He picked up Grace's pack and dropped it back in the wagon with a thud. What have you got in here? Tom protested. My rock. Grace reached for her pack. No, I'll get it. It just took me by surprise. Tom laughed. I'll carry it, Grace insisted. She took her pack from him. Tom led the way for Grace. Once inside, he called... Hey, sis, we have some guests. Is the room ready? Yeah, sure. Tom's 16-year-old sister, Jennifer, hurried from behind the counter to help Grace, but she refused to give up her pack. Jennifer shrugged. This way. Grace and Abigail walked into the room. There was a bed, a chair, and a small table. I hope it's to your liking. Robert stopped in the doorway. She looked around. It would do nicely, Mr. Gall. It's small, but it's the only room you'll find. My wife insisted I built it. She decorated it herself. She would always say, You never know when we will host a stranger. I thought she was silly. Hardly anyone comes to Brooks Village to stay. I'd like to thank your wife. Jennifer lowered her head at Abigail's statement. Her lips quivered, and she hastily left the room. Grace frowned and turned to Tom, who stood with his head down. My... Wife died last year. His voice was low. I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Gall. I better go tend to the horses. Tom, why don't you come with me? Yes, Papa. Grace dismissed the sad moment and jumped onto the bed. Will we live here? Yes? Only for a little while, we Grace. Grace slumped her shoulders. You mean, we're not staying, Nana? Lord willing, Brooks Village, we shall. But I will not stand living in a room with no windows. I hope to get us a house. Really? Grace beamed with a possibility. A house of our very own? It would be like a castle, and I could be a princess. A child of the king of kings, you are, Gracie. Come, let's unpack, then we shall see what God has for us this day. A knock sounded on the door. Come in. Jennifer peered inside. Would you like to join us for breakfast? We have eggs and flatbread and some black tea. It would be a delight for us. I don't believe I formally introduced myself. 
Abigail extended a greeting to her. Jennifer. Well there, Jennifer. I'm Abigail Allison, and this is with Grace. You can call me Nana Abigail, if you'd like. Jennifer bent down with a smile. Hello, Grace. And yes, I would like to call you Nana, if that's all right with you, Grace. Yes, she is a very good Nana. Grace threw her arms around Jennifer's neck, making a wish in her heart that she would never have to say goodbye to her new found friend. Robert walked into the dining room, removing his hat to join Abigail and Grace at the table. Tom was about to sit. Tom, did you wash up? Jennifer frowned sternly at him, and he hurried out. Mrs. Allison. Miss, Abigail corrected Robert. As you wish, Miss Allison. If you would like, I could arrange for you to speak with the village leaders later this morning. I'd appreciate that. There is one thing you should know. If you plan to stay... What is it? You will eventually have to become a property owner. Abigail smiled at Grace. I believe that is a very good possibility for us. I'll warn you, they are proud. Some ask too high of a price, in my opinion. I'll not worry, for our guard shall supply all our needs. I hope you know I plan to pay for our stay here. No, but I'm able to. I'm sure you are, Miss Allison, he replied in a calmer voice. But I want to do this because my wife promised me to return the favor to someone as they gave it to me. I was a stranger, and her family took me in. With pleading eyes, he turned to her. It would please me to do this in memory of my wife. I thank you kindly. God repay you. God? He paused a moment. My wife met a missionary couple in South Constance that taught her about God. She never ceased to speak of Jesus. I wanted to understand, but then she died. There was a twinkle in her eyes, and Grace smiled. If there was anything her Nana Abigail loved most, it was telling others about Jesus. As our Lord wills, I will be glad to share our Savior's love with you. Thank you. I, we, all would like that very much. Robert looked up at Jennifer. Jennifer smiled. Yes, we would, Papa. She brought the food to the table just as Tom joined them. Grace looked around the table and smiled contentedly. Grace, why did you have that rock in your pack? Tom asked between bites of flatbread. The rock has a treasure inside, but I have to get something to break it open. I know who can help, Tom spouted excitedly. Papa, may we go over to Mr. Ballinger's place? He has all kinds of tools. At this, Grace's eyes lit up. She could see her Nana was about to protest when Jennifer spoke up. I can go with Grace, too. Thank you. I'd prefer you would, Abigail admitted. It will give me an opportunity to see Nancy, if that's all right with you, Papa. Jennifer turned to her father. Go ahead. I'll be back before ten. I will take Miss Allison to see the village leaders. Yes, sir. Come along, you two. Grace ran to the room to retrieve her treasured rock. I'll wash the dishes when I get back, Papa. Don't you worry about the dishes, Jennifer. I'll be glad to do them for you, Abigail offered. Thank you, Nana. Grace was soon back with her rock in hand. She showed it to Tom, who studied it with interest. You really don't have to do the dishes, Miss Allison. After all, you are our guest. I appreciate your kindness, but I'll not have you fuss over me, Mr. Gull. 
He chuckled. Yes, ma'am. His chair scraped back as he stood up. I'll be by in two hours for you. Very well. Abigail began busying herself, clearing the table. Robert watched her, then turned and made his way out the door. Near the village market, two boys were playing. I want Frank. You owe me a Chinese firework. But Caleb, where am I going to get one of those? Frank protested. What do you mean? You said you had one. Hand it over. Caleb put his hand out and glared at his younger friend. I lied, Frank stated. Great, he threw his hands in the air. I have a liar for a best friend. Seven-year-old Caleb gathered his hat up. He was about to place it on his head when he froze, his eyes staring across the market. So what if I give you something else, Caleb? Frank noticed Caleb's distant stare. What are you looking at? Frank turned to see the Gaul children and a little redhead carrying a rock. Caleb smiled. Let's go see what they're doing. Are you sure you don't want me to carry that rock for you? Jennifer asked. No, I'm strong. I can carry it. Grace turned to the road and stopped in her tracks as two boys stood right in front of her. What are y'all doing? And who is she? Frank pointed to Grace with his chin. She's Grace Allison, Jennifer answered. And we're going to Mr. Ballinger's shop to see if one of his tools can open that rock. Caleb drew closer to Grace, examining her red hair. Grace's face became serious, and she hugged her rock. What are you doing, Caleb? Tom frowned at Caleb's peculiar behavior. I've never seen someone with so much red hair. Caleb stopped in front of Grace and gave her a warm smile. What's the matter with Caleb? Tom whispered to Jennifer as Caleb continued to stare at Grace in awe. Jennifer pursed her lips and chuckled, then whispered, If I didn't know any better, I would say he is smitten with Grace. What? Tom wrinkled his nose. Caleb drew closer to Grace. Too close. She gripped her rock tighter. You, Caleb breathed, you're the prettiest redhead girl I've ever seen in my life. Grace clenched her jaw, dropped the rock square on his foot, and ran away. Ouch! Why you? Caleb grabbed his foot. Tom's mouth dropped open, and he looked to Jennifer, who was equally shocked. He sure is smitten now, Tom inserted matter-of-factly. Jennifer ran after Grace while Tom picked up the rock. Frank tried to ease his friend's pain, but Caleb would not allow him to get near. He limped away and sat on the short wall near the main road. Wait till I get her back, Frank. Caleb, I think you should be nice to her. Yeah, what for? Look at what she did to me. I would have hit you with a rock, too, if you got close to me and told me I was pretty. Frank laughed. Well, you're not. Caleb limped his way across the road. I better go. He turned to see Jennifer bent down, speaking with Grace. A smile filled his face. Grace was pretty, even if her temper was as fiery as her red hair. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com. Love's Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC.